Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander. Some people call me Mr. Blue. Either way, I'm here to inspire you to find the rhythm of your authentic and true nature. Hi, soul sibling. Welcome back. I've been looking for this quote for a long time. I read it and it turned into all kinds of thoughts and conversations with my friend Jude, and I finally found it. And of course, it's in this beautiful book, and there is a short intro quote from Adi Ashanti, none other than my spiritual teacher, Adi Ashanti. So I have the book in my hand. This is called 7,000 Ways to Listen, Staying Close to What is Sacred by Mark Nepo. Again, that 7,000 Ways to Listen is the name of the book by Mark Nepo. So I'm going to just read it to you, and then I'm going to tell you why it matters so much to me. It's part of a short reading. Here's the title, Outweighting the Clouds. This is Adi Ashanti. The role of spiritual practice is basically to exhaust the seeker. If the practice does what it's supposed to do, it exhausts our energy for seeking, and then reality has a chance to present itself. Adi Ashanti. I love it. It's such an important realization that I have come to that so much of all of the, all the things, the religion, the models, the techniques, All of it, none of it should be a substitute for the divine, for that relationship with God, with creative intelligence. That also is something I learned from Adi Ashanti. But the role of spiritual practice to actually be, to exhaust me, the seeker, I can really relate to that because I'm constantly on this journey of seeking and self-improvement and You know, some of it's neurotic for sure. It comes from some of those wounds about me wanting to feel like I matter and that I'm visible as a queer human having my experience. And if the practice, the spiritual practice does what it's supposed to, it exhausts the energy for seeking and then, and then reality has a chance to present itself. More than ever, I realize and I trust that I am the map maker, that I am the, the designer of, of life in connection with community, with practice, teachings, goddess, for sure. And there's an element of this being exhausted. And when it's done, there is reality and presence. And to me, that's a very meaningful part of my spiritual life. So here's the few sentences now that I've been looking for. Here's Mark Nepo. I've learned a great deal drifting in and out of wakefulness over the years. In the beginning, I used to do a lot of things, write, play, music, draw, garden, one after another. But along the way, it stopped being about creating things and started being about the space that is opened in the act of creating. The space that is opened in the act of creating. Now, the experience of creating brings me such joy because somehow I came to realize that it is the space that 
creating opens that saves me, not what it produces. Now, it doesn't matter if I finish anything. I just need to be in that space. In that holy interlude, I am grounded. Only when in conversation with what is eternal am I able to stand in a, fun in a fundamental knowing that is unshakable. When I stand there, I feel calm. When I stand there, I'm attuned to different weather. Eventually, whatever our devotion, because of our devotion, the practice we commit to is used up like wood in a fire. Even the fire is used up in the creation of heat and light. And what is care but human wood? Time and again, I keep learning that for all my effort to shape and create, it is I who am shaped and created for my engagement with life. Take that in. Isn't that beautiful? So for me, I think most of you are aware of the practices in my life, but I'll remind you here in this conversation that I'm crystal clear more than ever that it's not so much about what I'm producing, but it's about what the act of creating opens within me, around me, that saves me, that brings me meaning, that brings me focus, that brings me an opportunity sometimes to process what I'm feeling and what I'm mourning and grieving. Some of you know that my friend Vanessa died. She passed on April 13th. It's been over a month now. She was in cancer school and it was a really um, tough 2022 for her. She actually um, had COVID pneumonia, which almost took her out in February. And um, ultimately, I was able to see her before she passed. And it was very difficult for me. Um, it was nothing like I had expected. And so I have been in process again of, you know, the last year, actually, from May 2021 to May right now, 2022, two of my very dearest friends have passed from cancer. And I'm grateful to have a life of connection spiritually and practice that really does create a space for me to work with some of this midlife and this grief and loss. So if you're out there and you're mourning grieving if you've lost. Um, it's a universal thing happening right now on planet Earth. So don't dismiss or deny too quickly. It's a big deal, all of the things that we've been through the last couple years. And it became very clear to me as a professional that it would be year two, three, and four, and five where we really start to cope and start to come to terms with what just happened with COVID, with racism, with global politics, information, news, media, misinformation. It's a big deal. And in fact, you know, 
one of my people that I like to follow, Brene Brown. They're taking a space all summer to be in sabbatical. And I will be here this summer podcasting and teaching and moving into the fall. That's my choice. And I want to use this time to keep sharing what's working for me. I wanted to remind you from the quote that I just read that another phrase, this space, Mark Nepo gives it holy interlude. And I loved that. So that space, that quiet. Maybe you're going to take some time off this summer. Maybe you're going to sabbatical. Maybe you're going to have a social media blackout. Maybe you're going to take some space. One of the most fundamental parts of my spiritual practice is to take space in timed meditation where I sit and observe and be quiet and listen. A holy interlude makes it happen. That's right. And the final quote to accentuate is for all my effort this is the last sentence i read from mark nepo for all my effort to shape and create it is i who am shaped and created for my engagement with life hands down my spiritual practice meditation my creative practices and music at the piano and painting and writing all of these practices my practice in nature to be hiking to be out at the wetlands to hike mountains to see full immersion of nature in national parks all of this is an effort to shape and create like creating doesn't just have to be in my opinion the music and the art It's an act of create to put on my shoes and to get out and hike and immerse myself in full nature as far as I can see. (laughs) And it is I who am shaped and created for more engagement with life as I drop into and embrace and discipline myself to practice. I hope you find some wisdom in this reading. If you want some support with guided meditation, I do have a beautiful starter kit. It's free. There is no charge. You do subscribe with your email address and set up a password. It gets you into Viral Mindfulness Academy. I have about 10 guided meditations. They're all different lengths, anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes. Some of them are traditional Buddhist Zen, like equanimity or sitting with discomfort. There are also a small portfolio of around six right now, just five-minute meditations that are the sound of creeks and streams that I've recorded. And in this guided meditation starter kit, or it's also been called guided meditation playlist, um, I'm kind of reorganizing this offering, but you can find it. It's still there. It's active. It's free. Meditate with me. Make sit happen. I would love to be your guide. You just head to viralmindfulnessacademy.com. And or if you don't want to type all that in, just go to viralmindfulness.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E. And let's make it happen together. I'd love to be your guide. I'll see you next time.